the search for identity, that which uh, suits best to this uh, real self that you're discovering. If you know yourself well enough, then you discover what you are best suited for, and then that is what makes you happiest, too. Self-actualization uh, means the making real of the inner self, and that means what you love, what you're interested in, what excites you, what fascinates you, and that is the cause outside yourself, which paradoxically then becomes a defining characteristic of the self. Welcome to the Maslow Peak Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. I'm your host, Brett Griffin, and our guest today is Sean Kathleen, the person behind Passenger Shaming, a hilarious collection of photos and videos about how terrible we humans are and the horrible things we do on airplanes. You can find evidence of our species' collective repugnance on Instagram and Facebook at Passenger Shaming. Sean, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love the intro, by the way. That was awesome. <laughs> I was just, after I was looking at the photos uh, the last couple of days, it's like, man, we are disgusting creatures. And I, I know. I can't believe we've made so it this far. <laughs> right? That's so funny. I, that thought would cross my mind a lot of times during flights while I was a flight attendant, um, where I would think, how did you make it? you know, 40 plus years, let alone how did you get your items into a piece of luggage and then get it into a vehicle and then drive to an airport and go through security and get on an airplane and then ask me this ridiculous oh, question geez. that you just did. And by the way, I have to tell you what the question was of that person that I'm referring to. So here I am beep bopping around and I get the little ding, you know, and I go over to uh, see what this uh, passenger needed. And I said, Oh, hi, miss. How, you know, how can I help you? And now keep in mind, we're, you know, 35,000 feet, you know, an hour into a flight. And here's her question on my children. This is what she says. Are we moving? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, that's like where I got that whole rant of like, how did you make it 40 something years? <laughs> what? No, we're hovering. We're like, just we're hovering and you know, over the earth and it's rotating. And as soon as we get to where we're going to go, we're just going to land. Like that's how it's going to go yeah, down. Yeah. I don't know. I so, don't know. So if it's not clear, uh, Sean is a former flight attendant who started, <laughs> started this account, uh, documenting all of our collective failures. And, um, it's, it's really interesting. And I can't remember how I originally got linked up with it, but I've been following it for a while. Thought it was hilarious and, uh, thought I'd have you on the show. So thanks for agreeing to come on. I, of course, I'm excited. That's fun. It's fun. It's always fun talking about, you know, our failures. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got people doing all kinds of bizarre things on there, but I'd say a disproportionate amount of the photos are from people's feet. What is it with our mm -hmm. feet on airplanes? What's the deal? Um, it's disgusting. I don't know. I mean, so we're talking bare feet, by the way. Right. So, because of course, you know, socks, look, here's the thing. 
again, like as, as, as you just mentioned, I'm a former flight attendant, but while I was flying, like, Hey, we want you to be comfortable. We want you to, you know, enjoy your flight. And that might mean taking your shoes off, you know, leaving your socks on, of course, with the caveat <laughs> of they're not, they don't smell. Okay. So right. keep that in mind. But, um, let's like maybe not do the bare feet thing because if you go to the passenger shaming Instagram account or the Facebook page or whatever it may be, like you mentioned, you're going to see a lot of feet because it's going to be bare feet on tray tables. And I'm like, Hey guys, we eat off of those people eat off of tray tables or, you know, you're, you know, you're flying to a fun, you know, destination to go on a holiday and then you know you feel a little tickle on your elbow on the armrest and it's somebody's bare feet <laughs> Crusty you know toes. Toes. <laughs> oh i will tell you what i posted one a few days ago that, that no joke i i literally just about got like i it was so disturbing to me and it was exactly what you just said that i can't even say that word oh jeez Crusty- oh I, it was <laughs> and i'm thinking like this person who took the photo, it was the foot was literally right there. I saw that like one. Next yeah. to their... I know which one you're talking about. Oh, that poor person. And uh, supposedly that's the number one travel safety tip, right? Is don't wear sandals, like keep your shoes on, because if we crash anywhere, you're going to want mm-hmm. shoes, right? Good point. Yes, that that is a big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it is nice to wear you know, proper shoes in case of an emergency, you know, landing or that you need to evacuate the aircraft, which I would like to mention, it's something like over 90 per six people who are in an airplane crash or incident actually do survive. So that's a thing. (laughs) Right. So make sure there's a lot of people, make sure you have shoes because you may be walking for a while and you're probably going to get out. And, you know, so it kind of is like, a, uh, you know, that's kind of my, my little nod to the people (laughs) while you're in the middle of the cabin doing your safety demo and they throw out the like, Oh, well, if we crash, we're all going to die anyway. Not, not really. Yeah. (laughs) You're not, you're probably going to get out and hope, hopefully you listen to what we said. (laughs) Right. Were you watching the uh, the Good Place on NBC? The that show that was just on. It ended a couple weeks ago. I did not. Kristen Bell's the main character, and a couple other people mm-hmm. are there, and they're mm-hmm. she's not supposed to be there in heaven, and so they they've got all these questions that are trying to determine whether she was a good person <laughs> or not. And one of my uh-huh. favorites was, "Have you ever reheated fish in your office microwave?" That was one of the <laughs> that was number one. But another one, rightfully I, so, right? By exactly. The way. <laughs> I had to call someone at my office out on it. I won't. I won't name any names. Yes. But uh, then one of the other ones was, "Have you ever taken off your shoes and socks on an airplane?" <laughs> <gasps> Shut up! Yeah. Oh so my god! I thought. I thought that amazing. was. I thought that was relevant. Yeah. Very relevant. So, how did this kind of synthesize? You were a flight attendant. You started mm-hmm. seeing things that people did, and you just started surreptitiously taking photos of it. Or how did you kind of get from? This is wrong to I should shame these people on social media. <laughs> yeah, so you're fairly accurate. So about 10 years ago, believe it or not, I started a blog and it was it, it's called Rants of a Sassy Stew. So stew as in stewardess. And it was me ranting about, you know, passengers on airplanes. Um, of course, there was the caveat of, hey, most of the people I meet are awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, are great compliant passengers. However, um, you know, what I was writing about for many years were the the passengers that made me want to like chop my head off. (laughs) So, um, 
so essentially how it started was I, you know, I was a flight attendant and for my own sanity, um, you know, say something like the, uh, passenger that I mentioned previous, uh, mm-hmm. about, Hey, are we moving? Um, what happened? And I'd run back to the galley and I'd pull out my actual journal and write in it, you know, like blah, 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 blah happened. And at some point I had colleagues, um, would start reading them and say like, this is really funny. Cause it was all comedic. Like mm-hmm. it all had a comedic tone to it. And, um, <clears throat> and they, and this was back you remember blogspot.com? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. So it was that, you know, this was 10 years ago, right? So it was blogspot and they're like, pal, you should start a blog. And I'm like, what's a blog? I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I did that. Right. So I started doing it like that rants of, and I called it rants of a sassy stew. I thought that was clever and fun. A, a girlfriend of mine helped me come up with that. And, um, and then I ended up getting a domain, you know, rants of a sassy stew.com. Right. And then I blah, blah, blah. And then I, it was essentially just me. It was all, comedic writing. I mean, everything was, was totally accurate that I mentioned. Um, the only thing that I would ever change on there would be, for example, like where I was landing, right, right. you know, what city or how many flight attendants, because it would be very apparent as to where I worked. Right. Um, other than that, every sort, it, it was all correct, including, you know, like, guy who smoked crack on an airplane caught his hair on fire i mean like it was it's 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 crazy stuff so i mean you can't make like i wish i was making it up but so so to get to the point so i did that for many years i would say maybe six seven years and then about three and a half ish i'm guessing years ago i'm horrible with time um uh, I would, I would take some photos here and there, but I never, you know, would really post anything. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, like what I was writing, it wasn't accompanied by a photograph right. of anybody. It was just me, you know, blogging. And then I would get crew members sending me photos of like, you know, like the feet on the, you know, the bare feet on the trade table yep. or like the, the used dirty diaper and a, you know, seat back pocket yep, yep. and, you know, all this stuff that I could relate to. And at some point I was like, you know what, how about I do a sister site, if you will. And I'm just going to branch it off. And then I called it passenger shaming. And it was, ex- and I just was like, I'm going to make it exclusively photos. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of felt pretty awesome in the respect that, that, now people know I wasn't making everything up. Right. Like it was all legitimate. Like these stories are real stories. Cause I know people, some people would read it and be like, yeah, you know, she's no obviously way. taking some license, you know, like, to, you know, do what she, you know, write what she wants. However, if you go onto the sites, you know, obviously I wasn't making it up. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's it's... all kinds of ridiculous <laughs> on the ridiculousness. I mean, you've got, What's some of the ones that I saw? You've got the giant pink inflatable phallus. You've got tons of <laughs> toes. You've got diapers strewn about everywhere. You've got the yes. gimp guy in the gimp <gasps> outfit. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, that. what? Yes. And these are all recent. So how is that a thing? By the way, I, how is that a thing? Like you're literally on the. It was on the jet bridge, and he's got a a. Uh, I didn't even know what that was called, to be yep. honest with you. But like at leash, and if somebody's like guiding him, I don't even understand. You've got it. that uh, sweaty old guy with no shirt on. I mean, I don't even know how that. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. I don't either. Jeez. I don't either. Sometimes I, you know, I, I. So, so when it started, you know, when I decided to do the offshoot and make it passenger shaming, you know, of photographs only. 
here's an interesting tidbit. It was probably 95, 99% of people who were sending me these photographs were crew members, mm-hmm. right? Now it's 99 plus percent passengers. Huh. I rarely get a, rarely get a, a photograph right. from crew members because guess what? Now it's like all the passengers like, oh my God, I don't want to sit next to this guy or this person and the guy with the sweaty dude with no shirt on and the crap you know the diapers and the nastiness so that is an interest because you know people are like I I get a lot you know you know how it is on the internet and the trolling and people troll me and I get like death threats I get the worst ridiculous stuff it's silly but you know the most the the, a lot of it is like oh well why don't you if you hate your job why don't you quit and P.S. I'm like hi I'm a former flight attendant but that's beside the point um, because obviously they don't understand that and then they assume this actually just happened on a comment the other day that um oh i just thought it was all flight crew you know taking these photos and i'm thinking and i i mean i explained to them like no like the majority like 99 percent of them are passengers Mm -hmm. who are fed up with it they're like i'm over it i'm done right (laughs) so did anyone ever catch you mid photo never never nobody ever caught me nope Nobody ever caught me mid photo because there was an app where you would hold the phone up to your ear as if you were on the telephone and it would take photographs. Mm, okay. I don't know if it's even still a yeah, thing. Yeah. Don't ask me what it's called. I don't know. But obviously, you know, I mean, I couldn't walk through the cabin acting like I'm talking on the tel- right. telephone. Um, but then, of course, I would have different ways that I would do it, like by holding a magazine and yada, yada. But to be <laughs> honest, listen, at these days, people do not care they right. will you know they will legit just walk right up to you and hold that phone and be like click right in your face yep. they they don't it, it's there's like no because that's the thing there's no expectation of privacy right. when you're in a you know on public transportation oh yeah because i get that a lot too and i'm like yeah there's you know you're on an airplane or you're on a bus or you're on a sub there's no expectation of privacy yeah if you're um, willing to do this stuff in front of two or three hundred people on an airplane you know if that's no <laughs> different than doing it on instagram for <laughs> For your 400,000 followers, you know, that's, there's no right? difference. Right. Exactly. And those people can see your face, you know, the people on the plane can see you doing this. Yes. This is just generally your feet. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, and, and I will say, um, you know, people say that a lot, you know, like, well, it's not really shaming, you know, you're not showing their face. I will tell you a photo that they sent to me, I will post it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, exactly. But, you know, unfortunately, people don't always send me that. Of course, if there's somebody in the background or a child or whatever, if there's one that I recall that's fairly older of a child, and this isn't against the child, it's against, it's, it's the whole idea that a parent took a potty seat and put it in the aisle in the middle of an oh, wow. aircraft while they were moving <laughs> and had the child use the restroom. All right. So, you know, and I have, I think there might be one of that happening in a, in the galley as well. Of course, this is, you know, I'm not like shaming children, right, right. but parenting really, like, I don't get it. I have three children. I never, ever in a million years. You know what? There's one. And I have to tell you, I got a lot of backlash from it. A woman who was changing her child on the tarmac. Oh, wow. And I was thinking, am I taking crazy pills? Like, how is this like, how is this like, you know, acceptable? They're like, well, you don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. And I'm thinking really like on a tarmac where there's planes tacked. And it's loud. I mean, it's loud and stinky and hot and 
out. Yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, look, it, there's so many different situations and what ifs and, you know, you know, cause you know, you get those, a lot of comments like, well, what if they have this medical problem and what if, and I'm like, look, don't ruin the fun. It could be, <laughs> don't ruin the magic, right? We could, what if everything all day long. Right. Yep. And I think this is probably the most important thing about my passenger shaming is that this is only regarding behaviors, mm-hmm. period. I don't shame anybody for their appearance, if yep. they're overweight, yep. underweight, what they look like, what they're what. None of that. And I will tell you, I get those pictures all day long. <laughs> I don't use them. Okay. I'm not going to shame a guy for being overweight or whatever. And yeah, maybe a couple photos on there or somebody who could be overweight, but it's because they have the shirt off or because, you know, whatever the case is, but I will absolutely, this is behavior only. So I always like to point that out. Yeah. It's not their nineties perm mullet that you're shaming. No, it's no, their no. shirtless banjoing <laughs> that you're shaming, you know? <laughs> right. If you're going to be an idiot on an airplane, I'm going to shame you and so, your shirt on <laughs> our social media. Someone Someone's going to take a picture of you and send it to Sean. So just remember <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. So please stop. We're begging you. So what was it that you, I mean, did you always want to be a flight attendant growing up? What was, what did you want to be when you grew up? I actually um, have an interesting backstory. I, I mean, you know what? Look, I don't find it interesting, but then when I tell people, they think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But so I graduated from high school a little bit early. I went through EMT school, you know, um, when I was still 17. I had to wait until I was old enough to take the state exam, you know, state boards or what have you. And I started working as an EMT as a as a teenager, right? And then, you know, became a paramedic, blah, blah, blah. I got my firefighting certificate. I actually, you know what? I've never even mentioned that on anything. Um, but I do have that. Um, I ended up becoming a police officer. Okay. Um I was a cop for probably five and a half ish years. Look, I've seen some gnarly stuff and mm-hmm. I've been around, you know, I've seen, some, and, and here's the kicker being a flight attendant. I swear to God is harder. Oh, wow. <laughs> I swear to God, it's worse. It's wow. worse. I mean, maybe because I carried a gun, but you know, people will ask me that sometimes like, what's the difference between a cop and being a flight attendant? I'm like, yeah, I kind of thought being a flight attendant was worse. Huh. But um, (laughs) I traveled quite a bit as a child and growing up. um, And, you know, so, you know, I was familiar with that. I had some really awesome experiences on airplanes. And I remember one time when I was very young, um, you know, of course, this was way, you know, way back in the day. I I remember as the stewardess at the time, right? Not a flight attendant. She was, you know. I was asking her questions. I remember I was a child and, and she said, and I said something like, well, I was really interested in the flight deck, you know, or the cockpit. And I was like, Oh, and she said, I can take you up there. And of course, you know, this is no longer a thing, but, um, they legit, they legit strapped me in and landed with me in the air, in the cockpit. So that was really awesome. And so like, I had some really good experiences that, just I was flying back from Jersey visiting my family and I was sitting next to a flight attendant in her uniform and she said and and I didn't realize you know I said oh she says yeah I live in you know your city but I work out of Newark New Jersey and I'm like well how does that work and she's like well we all commute like that's what we do and that is how it works um most 
flight attendants do not live at where they're based. They actually have to fly to work um, and start their, their shifts. Um, but uh, so she explained to me, I went home and I Googled, you know, airlines based in my city. And there was a new one that had just started. And I said, what the heck? I applied. And then two days later, I got the job. And then I had to go through all the training. And it was a, yeah. So that's how it happened. It was completely just by sheer, I, I just needed a change hmm. of what I was doing and yeah you mentioned you've seen a lot of crazy stuff what's the single most repulsive thing you saw on an airplane <laughs> is there one thing that stands out the you know what there really isn't like one that stands out i will say as a whole what really repulsed me i am trying to to keep this clean um would be and i was like wanted to grab them and say, Oh, excuse me, miss, you forgot something like, you know, like, like the three crappy diapers that you left on the ground that guess what the flight attendants pick up. So, oh. um, yeah. that was a big thing. And then the gentleman, I used that term loosely, uh, who went in, into the lavatory while we were mid flight and, caught his hair on fire while he smoked smoked crack, crack. yeah you mentioned so, that <laughs> yeah so that one was that's always a fun how one. did he even get of the crack on the, the airplane i i have no that's a really good question oh, i have man. no idea all i know is it was terrifying at the time because you know when you have a smoke alarm going off at thirty thousand feet and fire on a plane obviously is one of the worst things that could ever happen of right. course it was terrifying but now it makes for an awesome story because right. everything worked out the best part though i will say was when we were taxiing in and he kept asking me like so am i going to make my connection i'm like that's cute no i don't think so wow oh, like the police will be there yes yes did you ever catch people uh trying to join the my high club Maybe I had one that was quasi trying to join. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's keep it family friendly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to get into it, but like the last row, and like I remember, I was doing like my my final walkthrough, you know, before we landed, and I saw like something was going on, and I just was like, Urgh! and I just turned around and just walked back. I was like, they're fine. You know? Do your thing. I'm not going to get all up in their business. Consenting adults. Like whatever. Do your thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Look, and people do ask me that. And I'm like, you know what, if two consenting adults go into a lavatory, do whatever I it's I don't really care. It's not affecting me. It's not a, if it's if it's, you know, it's fine. Just don't I, leave anything on the counter and it'll be okay, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned writing. Did you did you always want to write? Was comedy something you were interested in? Was this something you always had that you thought was inside, or did it just kind of come out based on your experience? Yes, it was something I always uh was a fan of um i'm a huge comedy nerd you know like with all the stand-ups and um you know i always try to see them as much as possible and you know like i have like a core group of them that actually i've become friendly with a few which has been really awesome with this so yes i've always been a comedy nerd or fan or whatever <laughs> and uh kind of a comedic person if you will i don't know you know it's mm -hmm. hard to like describe yourself but you know yeah. i mean going on what other people tell me yeah so and i had always written quite a bit um throughout school even you know some of college and and beyond and you know not necessarily like comedy writing you know doing air quotes yeah. but you know at least if i can just make it something funny and enjoyable i guess is my thing because yeah. now to be honest like with um with passenger shaming there isn't a lot of 
comedy writing to be done necessarily, you know, other than if I'm doing it, you know, as a freelance writer with other websites. Mm -hmm. So you've been doing this full time. Uh, how do you, you've been writing? Sounds like you're doing some work for other folks as well. How do you define success for yourself going forward? That's a really good question. Um, wow, that's super deep. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about authenticity here. So <laughs> that's super deep. LA Times, I think, said they did an article on how, like, the passenger shaming movement. They, you know, a lot of places have called it a movement, which I think that's really cool. And so to me, I was like, yes, like if there isn't a passenger shaming, I win. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like we all win. We all win. Yeah. Um, if we get to that point where your services yeah. <laughs> are no longer needed, we all win. <laughs> we all win. But I don't think that's ever going to happen, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, right. It's, uh, you know, I guess maybe like that if I, you know, was sticking with it, I feel like that's successful. If I can keep, keep it moving forward, like that's, that's successful. It's weird for me because I don't really see it as that big of a thing. Right. Um, although, uh, so there's that and, um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple things in the works. Maybe that'll help. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's so funny because like I mentioned, you know, like to me, I'm like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. But my children who are t like nine, the, the two youngest who are, are they're uh, 19 and now 21 girls. I have three girls. And so they're big things, Instagram and Snapchat. Right? right. So they're like, Oh my God, you have almost half a million people. on Cause that's the only thing like they care about. Yeah. So that's, it's just little things like that that make me happy about it that's one out of every 600 people in america so that's uh that's not bad is it really yeah you do that's the back bad. of the napkin yeah because you know what hey and we could add the facebook people that's almost half a million too there you go so because i i figured you know between the social different social media platforms it's a little over a million which yeah. that is a lot right i guess it's kind of cool yeah it's one out of every 300 people yeah crazy that's interesting yeah, I like it. And then I watch PewDiePie on YouTube, and he has 54 million followers. Yeah, he's, he's gotten into a little trouble, though. <laughs> well, I won't get into it. But, yeah, right. like, he, <laughs> when I saw, like, how many billion, like, I can't remember, hundreds of billions of people who have watched him, I'm like, because even just the 56 million or 54 million, you're like, that's, like, Canada. That's Australia. Right. That's right nuts right yep but yeah so that's actually going to be our new venture is uh, youtube there you go that's where we're going with this yeah any preconceived misconceptions about flight attendants that you'd like to put to bed once and for all yes keeping it family friendly they are not all promiscuous if you will that's not a thing okay they're not hooking up with all the pilots that's not really a thing okay they're not idiots. Most of them are, you know, at least have a four-year degree. Um, they're not waitresses in the sky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I That's never would have thought of that, but um, yeah. You know, people, a lot of the passengers, you know, treat them like the help, if you will. And uh, that's, look, these are educated people. I worked with quite a few former former police officers, which was odd, you know, former paramedics. And they're very, very highly trained to right. handle situations because, you know what, when someone's having a heart attack and they're dead, dying, 
guess who's doing the CPR? Guess who's doing everything? It's the flight attendants. And guess who's getting you out when you crash land into the Hudson River? Oh, it's the flight attendants and everybody lives. And, you know, obviously, thank God for Captain Sully Sullenberger and Jeff Skiles, the FO, the first officer. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a serious thing and, and, and I get it. It looks like all glamorous and, you know, everybody's got their, you know, their little polyester and the little scarves and all that fun stuff, but there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of training. Um, and in fact, they actually have to do it yearly and you have to pass it yearly to continue. You can lose your job if you don't pass it. Hmm. So if this hadn't taken off, do you think you'd still be a flight attendant or do you think you would have found another creative outlet? Do you think you'd still be in the sty? What do you think you'd be doing? Absolutely not being a flight attendant on the being a flight attendant. <laughs> okay. um, no, it's not for everybody. It's a it's a lifestyle. And um, look, I bow down. I do like the Wayne's World, whatever thing to the people who've done it 20 plus years. I have no idea how they do it. They're angels i don't know but it wasn't my my thing i did it for about close to around seven years and to be honest i don't even know how i made it that long huh. um but uh you know what that's an interesting question because i don't know i mean i guess i would have found some other creative outlet but mm-hmm. i will say this even though you know it wasn't necessarily an awesome fit for me well one i want to say i never once got a got a complaint ever. I got a lot of compliments. I was good at my job. I <laughs> loved it. I loved the, my colleagues and, and the awesome people, you know, that, that passengers that I, you know, met, I met some really cool people that way. You know what? And I'm very thankful for it because look, I wouldn't have this if it weren't for that. Right. So anything you would tell yourself if you could go back to the start of the journey? I feel like I've, I feel like, you know, it's been really organic. Um, and, you know, I don't know that there's really not anything that I would change necessarily or that I would tell myself because I feel, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I did everything correctly. You know, you know, if anything, maybe just like, hey, you know, don't get discouraged and hang in there. I think that's a big thing. Maybe not to get, uh, you know, discouraged, you know, uh, when there are the lulls hit, if you will. Yeah. Anything you're really enjoying right now? Anything you're reading? Anything you, any movies you've seen? Any music you're listening to? Anything you want people to really know about? Okay, so the honest answer to that is because I'm actually going to be starting a YouTube channel. So that's really all I've watched in the last four months. <laughs> okay. I swear to God, it's 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 embarrassing. Um, that's okay. So prior to that, though, I mean, but honestly, I I promise you, like, it's almost been everything. I know about the most ridiculous vlogger people, drama, whatever, like, I have nothing to do with, you know, gaming, like, I don't do any of that stuff. It's hysterical that I even like, (laughs) I'm like, I know about this crap. But um, I don't know if it's cliche or silly to say, but I ended up watching seven seasons of Shameless. Um, and um, reading, I haven't had a chance to really do, honestly, um, much of as of late. But I'm not, hey, look, I'm not against a good, you know, binge watch series. So if you have one that you want to suggest, uh, I love, you know, oh, and I'll hit up, like, of course, all of the, the stand-ups, you know, on Netflix and yeah. that sort of thing, because that's my jam. Yep, yep. Um, do you know Jimmy Pardo? The, the, name comedian. Sa- the name sounds familiar. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I went and saw him recently. He's amazing. Um, uh, a couple of uh, 
you know, comedians that I follow, you know, so like, that's kind of been my thing. Like I go out and I'll go see them live. Okay. Um, but yes, shameless, um, and a way too much YouTube like okay. that. It doesn't <laughs> even make sense that I'm watching these videos, but I'm like, you know, because I'm doing, I'm doing the air quotes again, yep. research, market research um, yep. for, for mine that's upcoming, you know? So I'm like, okay, like what's the aesthetic that I want to want it to look like this. And then, and then, you know, before, you know, and do I want it this length and do I want to look like this? Uh, da, da, da. And then before you know it, you get sucked into these ridiculous stories and it has nothing to do with anything in my life. I don't know. Next thing you know, it's 6am and you've got to get up at seven and it's uh, you've been right. watching and it all night. You, <laughs> right. And you have that, like, there's that thing where you go down that that YouTube rabbit hole because it gives you all the recommendations oh, yeah. on the right hand side. And you're like, Ooh, this looks, you know, cause then, you know, of course it's all about the thumbnail. Right. And then, you know, you click on that and you're like, Oh, and then you, and then you go, wow, this is kind of interesting. So then you subscribe to their channel and then you watch the last five years of their crap. I don't know. It's a problem, but hopefully it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be ending shortly. So how do people find the YouTube channel to find the YouTube channel? It's actually already, there um you won't find what we're going to do and i don't know why i'm saying we because it's me by myself um <laughs> but uh <laughs> i do that a lot uh so it's just passenger shaming on okay. uh youtube and um so i think right now there's probably like a few clips on there because it's always been on there you know i made a, a youtube channel but what is upcoming is that it's actually going to be like a regular show if you will you okay. know and it's going to be me ranting about specific photographs and certain behaviors on airplanes and it's going to be you know it should be fun that I'm sounds hoping, like fun. i'm yeah. hoping it goes well yeah i hope so any last words of advice life art creativity flight etiquette anything <laughs> flight etiquette keep would your be shoes on <laughs> keep your shoes on and don't do anything um that you see on our instagram or our facebook page as far as uh the others i would say you know just keep keep going you know like keep hustling doing what it is that's gonna make you happy i feel like that's a big thing for me like you know i'm not gonna follow and say like oh well you know you need to have xyz job and you need to be da 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 da, da. like right now i'm at a place in life where i'm like you know what i'm gonna do what makes me happy and if it makes other people giggle or have a you know two minutes out of their day that they enjoy that's awesome um but you know what just pump out you know, the consistent content, like yep. re regardless of what it is, because at some point, at some point it's going to gain traction and right. people are going to, are going to enjoy it. And the, and I feel like also if you're sincere and you're Frank and you're just being yourself, God, I sound like my mother, but you know <laughs> what I mean? It's a real thing. Like if you, cause look, like I mentioned with the YouTube thing, like you can tell when people are all like, Oh, Hey, you know, and they're just doing their fake shtick and whatever. But, you know, I think what resonates with people are real people being right. their true selves. Right. And that's what I think is is, is most important and whatever is going to make you happy. There it is. Be your true self and keep your shoes on on the airplane. Yes, sir. No bare feet. Passenger Shaming can be found on Twitter at Passenger Shame and on Facebook, Instagram, and the new YouTube channel Passenger Shaming. If you go to our website and click on the post for this episode, you'll get a handy Passenger Shaming bingo card to take with you on your ah! next flight. <laughs> I will.
will tell you I made that thing and that's one of my favorite things I've ever <laughs> it's done. It's pretty awesome. I'm I'm definitely gonna print those out and hand them to my friends on our next flight. You remember when you asked me like about success? There, right there. That's probably one of the, my favorite things I ever <laughs> did. It's and it's nothing. It's nothing, but it was so hilarious to me. I don't know. So heck yeah, use those. They're hilarious. There it is. This has been the Maslow Pete Podcast presented by Spring State Media Group. Our producer is Jesse Edmond. If you like what you heard today, you can find all of our episodes on the web at themaslopete.com, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud to have new episodes automatically pushed to you. If you could subscribe and rate the show, that would help us out a lot. You can also check out our Instagram at themaslopete for behind-the-scenes details, like us on Facebook and Twitter at themaslopete. Thanks for listening, and you'll be hearing from us next week.